We have picked up production and moved from Las Vegas. We're rap and I were going to do a live podcast for UFC 232. Booked our flights, everything. It was going to be a huge special Christmas surprise to Verbal Tap listeners. Bad fucking news. Verbal Tap Travel Department booked them. They weren't refundable, essentially. So it was, well, we'll give you money back for this, but you can't renegotiate the trip. Leaving us, like most of the training camp, I assume, for Cyborg, which means it's time for Verbal Tap, the show that proves fighting can be a lot more mileage outside of the cage if you're pending who you're fighting. There's a lot to get to with John Jones. With all of the different storylines and fights, it was a great night of fights. But at Verbal Tap, we have allegiances. If you've been listening, you know there is a special friend of the podcast that fought. And I, I assume you were tuning in to the UFC on Fox prelims, UFC on FX1. It was very good. Leading off that was BJ Penn versus Ryan Hall. And I would like to start by asking our guest tonight... BJ, I mean, more like co-host of the podcast. Were you or were you not under the impression you were playing by what Rafa Sparza, my co-host, called IBJJF rules in tonight's fight? Bro, what happened? I don't know yet. I watched it a lot. Oh, I, I tried to understand. How's your knee? Bro, I went the wrong way, bro. Yeah, now, okay. No, I know, but he way. okay. First of all, he hit me with a roll, which I was like, "What? What is that, bro? That's not that's not jujitsu. That's not like MMA." And then he was like, he put his butt on the floor, like he pulled guard, and yeah. I was like, "Bro, come on, like let's stand up." So I kicked him like nine times, mm-hmm. and I might have hit him twice, but I kicked him like a lot. And then I was like, bro, let's stand up. Let's stand in bang, bro. And then, like, blinking McWizard face goes down <laughs> on the ground. And he tries rolling again. And then he rolls into me. And I don't know if you saw me, bro. But, like, I tried to jump away like there was a grenade that was about to hit and explode. And it still didn't save me, bro. Well, first, I think what he did. Ryan Hall, it was clearly a sign of weakness. Who scared of you, champ? He didn't want anything to do with those Hawaiian knuckles you got swinging around. He didn't want any of these Hawaiian rolls. No, he did. Well, that's, I would stick with knuckles. But I'll, I'll let you cue the. There was a lot of weirdness in the position he took. It was sort of an Imanari roll to. Uh, I mean, I sort of. It looks Barambolo to me. To me. Then he kind of gets that knee. Had you been drilling leg locks? I mean, it is Ryan Hall you were trying, you were fighting against. No, but like, was he good at them? I thought he just got that like out of the blue. First of all, I was gonna hope that they explained this was IBJJF rules. I didn't know heel hooks were legal. I, I just didn't. I thought instinctively, you weren't allowed to attack him. I mean, I thought like, isn't the whole point of this fight to prove what hands? submission artists have and then i looked at him and i was like oh bro okay i mean i guess i'll engage no my legs ripped off and then i was like i got so mad because it was the first submission loss i've ever had in the ufc and the whole thing is it should have an asterisk next to it bro because of that illegal spider move 
yeah, definitely. Like, yeah. you know, this. here's the thing. I, I just know a lot of people are getting asterisks next to whatever their names <laughs> are. Correct. So why not just add one more? It's asterisk season. And you've got, I mean, I will remind people this is one of four fights you've signed up for with the UFC. Well, I mean, to be fair, Dana White did say that he wished that I would retire, and that hurts. You know, I mean, just... I, I hear that. Oh, oh no, I hear that. But, but, <laughs> well, okay. that was—he didn't seem to feel that way when he signed you to a four-fight deal. But okay, okay. But okay, okay. But think about this: what better way to piss Dana off than to keep me around? You think about that? I can't think of one. I mean, you could relinquish your title passive aggressively but that seems to just get you a day's worth of stuff look bj i wish you a speedy recovery sir oh no that my my knee is gone bro like i i waved goodbye to it we had a ceremony for it i said a few words the eulogy was beautiful though and i'll remind everyone aloha means hello and goodbye so if it ended aloha to the knee i guess Oh, no, man is going to cry again. I'm trying to figure this out. Just head to the booth. You would have been great with Joe. Ladies and gentlemen, champion and always podcast champion, uh, the sufferer of a pretty nasty heel hook, BJ the Prodigy Pet. Bye, everybody. It hurts. Hold on. Okay, bye. (laughs) Hey, lost a meniscus to a heel hook. Been there. Um, I, it is worth noting. It wasn't to Ryan Hall. So oh. what a role rap. What would you welcome to the podcast rap as far as rap? How are you doing this holiday season? I'm strangely fine though. I believe here's the thing, kids. We might've said goodbye to you and said that the last show was the last one of the year. I mean, it's not, we just did that just in case you ever just say something where you go yeah, I guess in the event, a little hyperbole on was, our the last show at least we don't have to go back and post and re-edit it it was at that point in our recollection probably going to be the last one but then we said now we can fit this in we like vin diesel live our lives a quarter week at a time so if it's next week (laughs) we just can't fucking figure it out and that's what happened here with the basic calendar schedule it felt like we were basically saying goodbye till christmas was over but we did both misinterpret that as well the year's done so see you next year. Nope. We're here on the 30th talking about UFC 232, which five out of five stars, right? Mm-hmm. They had to pick it up and move it within a week. BJ Penn's knee got ripped off. John Jones is somehow won his fight, but I would call the biggest loser of the weekend outside of Daniel Cormier's um commentary booth team knifing him in the back 647 yeah. times during a live oh, broadcast that gets its, its own low moment award rap where do we start all right let's start here we signed off and we said <laughs> see you guys coin 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 coin, coin, coin. coin. And we were we were very proud of the show that we did and then we space out the shows so that we said, all right, we recorded them in the same day. So we said, why don't we put out one like a couple days later and see what happens? Normally, you don't have a sense of urgency like, oh, hey, a fighter might fail a drug test that really he didn't fail. 
like this isn't a occur- it's a reoccur uh, anyway whatever or to be a real troll he might i don't know rear end someone who's pregnant because he's on a cocaine bender again but hypothetically trolling here Rap. that's what i'm doing are we supposed to know that was gonna happen so then it became like okay the real clue to me was when he said he wasn't going to do that water testing. And I told Kevin, that doesn't look good. Publish you did, the episode now. You did I said, please <laughs> make it go right now. You don't normally send desperation texts <laughs> at like three in the afternoon. It was like, <laughs> Kevin, you got to get that thing up. You just got to get that thing up. And it was a great, it was like, shit. Okay. I feel a genuine <laughs> tension about John Jones. And the last thing I expected to feel tension about was his drug testing. I thought he was working with USADA, but I guess not. Well, when he said that he wasn't going to do both drug testing, I said to myself, that seems like we're setting ourselves up for something. Now, granted, we did do a coin flip to figure out if he would even make it to the fight. And I'll tell you this much. Things were not looking good when the next day we find out, uh uh-oh, yeah, some fuckery is afoot here, people. <laughs> and the coin said he would not show up. And I would like to caveat that the coin had a three for seven night in total. Okay. But I believe the coin got this one correct. The coin said John Jones would win and that he wouldn't show up. To the coin's credit and our <laughs> fault, because you and I are just amateur assholes doing this, Right. <laughs> we told the coin the fight was in Vegas. We said, right. is John Jones going to win UFC 232, which at the time was scheduled to be in Las Vegas. It would end up being in Los Angeles, California. By the way, you and I are going to talk about why Los Angeles has more lax rules on steroid we'll users. There. What is going on with you hippies with your fourth largest economy in the world? Economy some morals into that place. Raph, this is it's just... The city of sin. There was a lot to be said about this fight getting moved, but the coin was right. John Jones did not show up in Las Vegas. Verbal Tap fans, this is a great time to tell you about our best friends. Not not just good friends. This is the holidays. Let's say what they are. Best friends. NorthSouthJujitsu.com. Free shipping on orders over $80. That's the U.S. and Canada. 30-day money-back guaranteed, and that's a comma. Those are two separate offers. Go to NorthSouthJujitsu.com. Get some sexy underwear for the people that really want the type of sexy underwear that matters. NorthSouthJujitsu.com. This is the holidays. Please don't mess with me about this. Go to NorthSouthJujitsu.com. Get the people you love what they trust, what they deserve, and that's at NorthSouthJujitsu.com for all of your under-gi needs or MMA grappling needs. www.ProvenNutrition.com I know what you're thinking. Kevin, you don't need to say the www. Yes, I do, because I need you to go to ProvenNutrition.com and I need you to enter in Kevin 10. I need you to see everything you need before, during, and after exercise. Core can be used as a snack between meals and for any time refreshment. Simply put, Core is perfect for everyone, every day, 100% biodegradable minimal material packaging. One tree is planted for every unit sold. We partner with the American Forest to rebuild wildlife ecosystems. Obviously, they mean we as improving nutrition because they're that great. They're amazing. That's what they do. They prove their work with the American Forest. Go to ProvenNutrition.com. Kevin 10, Rap 10. 
We love people we work with. That much was true. So we were accurate. And to be fair, I don't think you and I are fluent in coin yet. And we tried. But the coin was definitely trying to warn us something was happening. The coin was saying fuckery is afoot. You're right. And, and indeed, per your text message, you got to publish that thing. Fuckery <laughs> you just get it out now. It's a crazy week. So, okay. So then, okay. We get to the point where um, now you and I find out about the same time. I went to go train. You send me a message as I went by it on my phone that said, John Jones fails a drug test. Now, we don't get a ton of details to begin, but the one thing that I see is on the headline, and this is very rare you see a headline like this, comma, fights moving still on in Los Angeles. And I said, what the fuck does that mean? Like, this is unprecedented to us. I've never seen a whole UFC card just get uprooted and moved somewhere else. That's not anything that's ever happened before, at least to my knowledge. Kevin, you... We've had at least um, a few that have gotten canceled because of venue or licensing discrepancies. But I can pretty safely guarantee we've never moved what is anticipated to be one of the biggest pay-per-view buys without Conor McGregor's name in it. We've never moved one of those. And this isn't a big move. Like this isn't going from well we've decided because we have more Brazilian fighters and we can't get some people visa that we're going to move the fight from Oakland to Brazil. This was a 4-hour drive. Is that how long it is? Yeah. From Las Vegas to Los Angeles. This was a desperation move to make sure John Jones could fight and we have done serial season 4 really should do John Jones. We made that joke a few years ago. But the time has come that it's like the evidence is stacking up. We might want to get Congress involved. There are things to be discussed here. And one of them is, why is he sanctioned to fight in Los Angeles? Okay. Okay. I got to take a drink of water before I get into this one. You should. (coughs) If I I were your corner man and I kind of am, I'd be like, I'd have like a constitution. I'd be wiping your brow with it. Just like, (laughs) look, you got a one-two punch in there. You're a waterfall, Raph. You're, You're a waterfall. waterfall. <laughs> From the top of your head, this is something the Winkle Voss guys say to the Winkle Voss. Jackson Wink says to the, he's a waterfall. You are T-Boss, Left Eye, and Chili all at the same time. Go. Do not chase them, but you are a waterfall. Oh, Think of that paradox. Ultimate trolling would be someone behind his quarter being like, don't go chasing waterfalls. Just By the way, that's a legit thing that happened in case you guys aren't really picking that up. That's going to be yeah. my song if I fight John Jones, Raph. I'm going to have that as my walkout song to psych yeah. him out. All right. Here's where we start. So when we find out the – and many of you know these things. Some of you do not. I'm going to try to attempt to fill in as much as I can all in. Let's give me – let's say let's, – I'm just going to try and rip through this in two minutes because there's a lot to get through, Kev. I'm going to put on my stopwatch and go. All right. So then we find out that Dana White's like, no, it's not his fucking fault, which is, by the way, the amount of people who have started and ended sentences with, well, 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 this one's John Jones is not his fault sort of deal. And I think to myself, what do you mean it's not his fault? He's the one who didn't know what he was ingesting into his body, or maybe he didn't. But even when he was held at the NCAS whole fucking like – 
thing that he had to go to court for, he couldn't provide information and intel on what it is that he did to himself. And people are like, oh, but let's forget that. So let's just assume for the sake of argument, Kevin, that maybe he didn't put something in his body. Maybe we need to have the UFC send their representative to go on the Joe Rogan podcast who makes a alarmingly long case study as to why John Jones is innocent in this matter, saying that it's a picogram, which later gets called a pictogram by John Jones, in which not only do they argue that it's basically a grain of salt in an Olympic-sized swimming pool, which is, that's not weird imagery. I don't know what the fuck is. But it gets even weird when Jeff Nowitzki is telling us, hey, I know some of you are saying, how come John Jones tested with these picograms before? But uh, slow your roll. First of all, you're not a scientist. You're a dude who's worked with the FBI and you do finance shit. So when people say experts are saying, he is citing other experts, granted, who have said that John Jones probably likely, most likely, did not do anything to prohibit performance enhancing drugs in his own system maybe that's the caveat we get so every time we hear people saying there are experts who said things they are quoting this podcast which is produced by somebody who works for the company and joe rogan as much admits it says that we only really have one test that we're going off of on this whole scheme of bullshit while the rest of us are going wait i'm sorry he tested two times with picograms and they didn't bother to tell us that with the whole California State Athletic Commission, when they decided to move it to another organization that had already had prior engagement, there was John Jones, and my two minutes are up. That still didn't answer every goddamn thing that happened, but I did my best to bring you as much up to speed. Kevin, what are your questions? So he did a little bit of this in the broadcast, and it was terrible when he did it, and it's terrible now. A few days later, the Backstreet Boys just came out with a new song. Okay, uh, <laughs> Your Honor, I'm going to ask yeah. the, the council. Uh, wraps Relevance? it up on this one. Yep, please. Sure. So it's called Chances, Raph. And <laughs> there is way more mathematics involved in this song than you'd normally expect from your boy band. It just really gets into like, what are the chances you'd be here? It's like two in 1,000. It's like, what's X divided by seven? And are those chances? The point being, he, Mr. Rogan, went into a soliloquy about how this was like, WADA's testing is 200,000% beyond the threshold. But he didn't want to do WADA until he got caught. Once the test happened and it came back as a failure, then he was like, well, now I'll do both. And then the stand statement or spin that they put out was oh well john jones will be the first athlete to be tested by both because he failed the test so when people are talking about a picogram i understand you guys that is a small amount and i could understand that it might not have a trace now kevin where we go in the rest of this conversation really comes down to this question to you do you think john jones has taken steroids Yes. Do you think he wittingly or knowingly took the steroids? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. So why do you feel that? Because he felt it. <clears throat> Fuck Tony Tessa said he did. Okay. I don't fail a lot of people. Just so. <laughs> Just for some strange reason, him consistently. Now, the argument that people are putting forward is saying – it's the same test multiple times, which is true. It has come back from that sample on, I believe, January or July something something 
2017, which was the him and Daniel Cormier fight. Here's where it gets weird. So they are explaining that picograms, they had a small amount, say, I want to say of July this year, and then another amount uh, in August. And yet there was more of those picograms on the December, I think it's ninth or third sample. And yet nobody, and this is where we get into the second part of it, from the Athletic State Commission could verify those results because Christmas. So now these guys are like, you know what? It's too hard. I can't be here for this. Eh, you guys go on. Having said all these things, watching the Joe Rogan podcast, hearing them give a defense on it, still understanding that Jeff, when he's pressed on certain questions, and Joe seemed to himself say, yeah, the fact that it's only based on like one test is problematic, but he understands, and Joe says he doesn't think that he's cheating. And I believe that that's what Joe believes. However, there are certain things that Jeff Nowinski was kind of like, yeah, I don't know the specifics of that. And then when Joe asks, hey, what about the whole thing about him snitching out somebody else? And he goes, yeah, I don't really, I can't really speak to that, but he did get a reduced sentence. There were just certain specifics that seemed to be missing that I don't know completely show that John Jones did nothing. So I don't think anything that happened within the past week has shown that he didn't do anything. It just shows that there might be some incongruity on the tests. That much I think we can all agree to. What did bother us is the douchebaggery in which he decided to handle it with. Kev, if I were to tell you, and you were in press row, and I'd say, whoa, whoa, do better journalism, what would your response be? Thank you. That's helpful. And this is kind of, by the way, to bring this full circle, this is my point. The way they've handled this is as bad as the Backstreet Boys song, Chances. <laughs> right back to it. And involves a lot of the same mathematics. A lot of them. It's like, what are the chances he would fail this many tests that are hard to discern? And what are the chances he would work with someone named USADA to name other people to get a reduced sentence? And what are the chances he would once again test positive on what you're saying is the most sophisticated testing we've ever seen caught him for something that was clearly even maybe worse than we thought it was a few years ago? That's the thing you're mad at. Not that the test got better. What you're mad at is that this guy used to be taking ingestible crazy shit. This test is now proving it, not disproving his current accord. That's not how this works. That's mostly where I left feeling. So here's where it gets weird to me. Who what are the I, chances? <laughs> who read a number of things, who saw him speak. Our thing has always been consistent, which is, Oh, man, the way he's communicating this is real piss poor. And the fact that the UFC is saying, yeah, we're going to do it and fuck you guys. I think that's essentially what Dana White said at one point. He's like, I don't give a fuck what anybody thinks. Oh, well, hold clearly. on. Rap, hold on. Mm. I want to answer my question again about Press Row. Go ahead. If John Jones was like, your question sucks, but mm. I knew I'd be like, my question came from God. It is served through wow. you and me oh, no. for <laughs> him. How dare Wrong. you insult this? <laughs> you got him there. Uh, so here's where things get a little awry to me on the press conference, which 
people were then attacking the journalist saying like, well, she's terrible at what she's doing. Let me give you a quick summation of what happened in the press conference. First of all, John Jones allows himself to answer the question when posed, why did you fail this drug test? And it's like a real softball question he gets asked at the beginning. And it's basically him saying, well, basically, how did I put something into my body? Dick I mean, pills I, three, baby. More well, dick pills. You know, I'm all about those dick pills. And I took some more. And I've still got stuff left in me. That was for the ladies. But it also answers your question. His defense to it, Kevin, was, well, I mean, I really wasn't smart in high school. I really didn't pay attention to things five minutes later. But let me explain to you how science works. When he then proceeds to tell us what he's learned. Uh, from the testing and i do believe he's learned a bunch but it's kind of weird to have somebody be like well i'm a dummy so i don't know what i could possibly put in me but let me tell you how these drug tests work and i'm like i don't know that that's working but okay we can bypass that i understand it's a weird situation they uprooted it everybody's real cranky they're really really weird dana white doesn't give a fuck if people are going to have higher taxes here as fighters because california is going to take 30 percent of their purse do you know what he responded with kev when he was asked that not taking 30% of my fucking purse because I don't have one. I have fucking money. It's clip. pretty close. Dana White said, who's going to pay my fucking 30% taxes? <laughs> womp, womp. No okay. one cares about you, Dana. <laughs> and that's not even getting to the point where they uprooted an entire event. Like for he's one Stanley from the office. He's like, I need a raise. <laughs> who's looking out for me? <laughs> So now we're at the shit show. John Jones says some bullshit to a reporter. And I don't know. I mean, I listened to the the reporter trying to ask this. And so there were some people who were saying, well, fuck her because she was trying to be antagonistic to him. And it's kind of like she was the only reporter saying, like, this is the third time this has happened. What do you have to say about that, especially when we're talking about you and not these other fighters, which in its own way is kind of a weirdly softball question, which allows him to say, yeah, I understand what you're trying to say. But, I mean, look at these guys. They're all here and they're all champions, A+. plus. But instead, he tells her, do better journalism. Well, to he which... hates it when women ask him tough questions, too. He is a misogynist. I know, well... <laughs> among other things, but I can't imagine, and this isn't... Uh, I'm not trying to make any terrible predictions because I have no insider information, but John Jones is like number one on my list of being like seven of John Jones ex lovers say he's aggressive and a horrible person. I'm like, yeah, that's uh, that checks out. <laughs> he's mean to women. Typically anytime they're near the journalistic seems like Holly Holm fucking hates everybody else. <laughs> but then uh, Dana White chimes in because she puts the question to him and says, well, OK, then Dana, you guys rerouted where this was going to be. And Dana White's like, because we already. Hey, hey, we and they both like scowl at her. And it's just a weird moment where she was the only reporter who was actually trying to ask not a softball question in an event that's at its worst or at its best odd and unprecedented so i think it's fairly worthy to say yeah maybe we should ask you a few questions to ask why the fuck did we move this here and even if it's not john jones's fault maybe we should ask a few questions about it but instead dana white said yeah you guys should uh get some time with jeff dewinsky to ask him some questions well then bring him the fuck out for the press conference because we have questions and everybody's like well you know what uh, we've covered this to death. We've beaten there. And I'm like, let me ask this. We have more statue of limitations for questions about John Jones's history than we do about 
him having behavior on it? No. Questions are fucking fair game. And have you noticed this doesn't happen in other sports who all no. use similar commissions? No. It's, <laughs> when a player gets caught, like when Brian got caught from Ugh. the Brewers or any other player in the NFL ever gets caught for anything, it's always like, the team doesn't run a disinformation campaign to try and confuse you. And the league sure as shit doesn't do it. Now, granted, the NFL and the NBA certainly play some liberties with they've texted about it for a banned substance, which is always Coke. And they're like, I took some Adderall, whatever. It was either Molly or acid. And you just like, you got to get that out of your system before you take the test. They never are like, these tests are bullshit. They're 2,000% above scientific medical grade. Like, they sounded like a disinfomercial. Oh, is that a phrase? A disinfomercial? Mm, disinfomercial. I'm all about that. That is what last night honestly felt like. And it was a fun one with a lot of great fights. But anything John Jones related, including when I saw the Jackson Winklejohn post that I sent you furiously that was like, <laughs> they posed, they were like, congrats to the always champ. And again, John Jones. And they put in this caveat. And it's never great if you have to caveat something. Like, it would never be great if it was like, Raph, we're going to start this podcast, and this time I'm not going to fuck it up 17 times. That's not a great caveat. Jackson Wink posted it, and it was like, any trolls will be deleted. Move quickly. Our fingers move quicker than yours. And it was like, first of all, gross. Second yeah. of all, what are you talking about? Why do you, you're posting to Facebook, a social media platform known for its trolling nature, especially lately. And your comment is any trolls will be blocked. So you're pre-threatening us at the chance someone might besmirch the good name of John Jones, who I will remind you fled the scene of a crime when he rear-ended a pregnant woman because he had cocaine, large amounts of cash, and guns in the car. Why would you flee an accident? Probably because you're going to test positive for a DUI. That's what they kind of tell you after you get your first two, which he's had. So the idea that everybody, and Rap, you and I were talking about this pre-broadcast. We obviously both noticed it, but you're right. They just crushed the press of this so horribly because it was so orchestrated. It seemed too orchestrated. Seemed like there was a massive memo. It was like, here are the 18 sentences you're not allowed to mention around John Jones. Dick pills was highlighted 474 times. There was so much <sighs> weirdness to this. And fuck you, Jackson Winklevoss. Like, this guy is an asshole. He's a villain. You want to support him? I am with you. Because he's an amazing fighter. and He's once-in-a-generation talent. But don't censor the rest of us because you're embarrassed by what he's done and blame us for it. Own mm -hmm. it. We've endorsed a villain and we're sorry we have the Joker fighting for us. That's a fine thing to say and then be a fucking man about it. But no, we got no trolls will be deleted. It's like, uh, what if the pregnant woman's like, hey, my three-year-old's still doing okay. Thanks for asking. Is she going to be deleted? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> They're like, no, our fingers are faster than yours. You've heard our policy. <laughs> now, I know some of you are listening to this and you're probably tired of it. And I get it. But I think it's important to explain the context of the week. Because, again, we tried our best to kind of preview in a different way that it wasn't over under Kevin. They moved and the goddamn fights <laughs> because he 
failed another drug test. But I want to make it very clear that despite us trying to do our due diligence to listen to all these things, read all the things, watch him be an idiot in his communicative ways to others, our theory has always been the same, which is the way in which he communicates is poor. So when he's psychoanalyzing Gus Gus and saying, you know, he's he's coming up with excuses to really justify his loss. I'm like, this sounds like some weird, you know, Kevin's alluding to the fact that he's an evil villain or a heel. But this sounds exactly like what the evil villain says in a Disney movie where it's like, hmm, you would think that, Jasmine. However, <laughs> allow me to spin my yarn real quick because I could very easily say, I mean, he kind of has believed some of his own lies to the point where he won't admit something until the courts say, oh, yeah. And he goes, oh, most definitely. Yeah, I, I did that. I was there. Oops, sorry. So sometimes a sociopath might come up with ways to justify their own lies and start to believe them. I'm just saying these are interpretations from what he's saying. And, and the last thing I want to really mention on this before yeah, we ahead. transition, Kev, is just this. Despite all of these things, I still had money on him winning because I said, I don't know steroids or not. I still think he could beat Gus Gus. Gus Gus did not look the same after their initial fight, which did not lead me to believe that he was going to be the one to dethrone Jones. And guess what? Nope. As we transitioned to the fight, we were not wrong in that regard because Jones looked super dominant. Uh, yeah. And here's where it's always difficult with John Jones. Like it is any athlete that their performance outshines their character. This guy's performance outshines his character and it's difficult because that's his tough moral compass, especially more as we're, we're more cognizant of that, uh, as 2019 enters. And as we leave 2018, we're just more cognizant of how people are on and off the court. This is one of those moments where on in the octagon, there is there's just no one better. He defeats Gus Gus with what was a pretty brutal round three KO got him down. And when John Jones gets on top of you, very few people have ever escaped it to survive the entire fight. And he is, uh, he's exceptional at this. John Jones wins, reclaims the belt. Gives a saucy speech to Daniel Cormier, but is the champion as we speak of the 205 pound division. What's next for John Jones? Hold on. Let me say that again and, and say it with character. Rap. What's next for John Jones? <laughs> it could be multiple things. Um, it sounds like they're trying to make the him and Daniel Cormier thing happen because they certainly didn't Did you try notice? to lead in that 15 other times during the show. You notice no, uh, no comment. So I'll remind people that when John Jones last won the, ch- the title and lost the title again, because of the aforementioned 30 minutes we did on his history of substance abuse, he <laughs> called out Brock Lesnar. I'll also remind everyone DC Cormier has been just at every point the biggest Brock Lesnar is in shape and reform fan we've seen him be. So there's a lot of people excited about the payday and that will make Raph happy because it's once again proof that 
pro wrestling is a much more profitable endeavor and remains to be so, especially while people are still drawing straws to try and fight Brock Lesnar, who might be off steroids. Not that it matters. We'll just move, we don't to, know. We'll just move to L.A. He is, I guess, the next one. But John Jones, this is difficult. Who does he fight next? Because I like the idea of him having to move out to heavyweight to fight Daniel Cormier. No, he doesn't like that at all. I'm. What? <laughs> what, what, what do you mean he doesn't like that? What the what? This is now where we're getting into the jostling his position I because I hate him so. Much. I I know I know Kev, and here's the thing: his defenders are so mad at us still, despite the fact that we literally just mapped out what happened. We did it unfavorably to him, I'm sure, in many ways. Uh, I'm just I'm telling you guys our interpretation of what we're seeing, and to me, it is entirely possible. He did not take something. However, the way in which he has presented no, that no, information. No, Rap. We know he mm. took one thing. Well, that's true. <laughs> we know, and I Hashtag streamed it 74 times already. Thank you. It's just, <laughs> I mean, I'll tell you this much, Kev. During the press conference, he did say that that could be in his system for as many as seven years. The tick pills? Uh, no, I were whatever, the, the turnable. Th- like, sorry, you know. the thing. I just think it's so John Jones to also be like, by the way, ladies, the dick pills I took will also be in my system until 2022. You know what I'm saying? So if you're interested, because I am clearly the most alpha of males. Well, it's also a nice way of saying like, well, if I fail any other drug tests, it's probably this and it's probably pulsating again. And I mean, uh, pulsating, pulsating <laughs> in your JJ. Yeah, to beat John Raphael, I guess a little bit. Anyway, that guys, good. I like that. Uh, and it's worst segues in the world as we move from John I Jones understand. win over Alexander well, Gustafsson, and I agree with you, Gustafsson. One last thing looks bad. He just doesn't we, look very good. He tried, and I think John Jones kicked him in the shin, and then his shin started uh, blowing up. But then he said he had a groin injury, and I was like, "Where did that come from?" All right, dog. I don't know. The one thing I did see though, Kev was we were talking about the jostling opposition between him and Daniel Cormier. So Cormier wants the Brock Lesnar fight. Dana White says Brock Lesnar is not off the table. However, Dana White also is kind of sitting there romancing the idea of Daniel Cormier, who he said was dramatic in giving up the light heavyweight title rather than being stripped of it because they had to make this for a title. One of your better tweets in a while, one of your social media posts, you posted... Give me two to one odds. Dana White tops this as a dramatic statement, uh, just in drama in general. Within what did you give it time? The next twenty. I said hours? thirty. Thirty hours. The next thirty and then, hours. You know, of course, Dana White does not fail me in the least by uh, putting out. <laughs> what if John Jones fails his drug test tonight at the post presser? And Dana responded, "I'll kill myself." Laughter erupts from press <laughs> row, and then we likened it to. Uh, I believe Lucille Bluth from Arrested Development saying everything they do is so dramatic and flamboyant. <laughs> it just makes me want to set myself on fire. And of which, course, she's talking yeah. about the gays, which the gays. Tobias is helping protest the Queen <laughs> Mary, I think. In the debut episode of it. So go watch the pilot episode if you haven't already, people. Anyway, so now the two of them are jostling for position. And the whole thing is this. John Jones is saying, well, Daniel Cormier... Of course, you can vacate a title that you never really owned because I was stripped of it. 
And Daniel Cormier processes like, yeah, but I mean, you were gone. And John Jones says, I've been the champion of this since 2011. It's my era, even though I wasn't here for three years, but it's my era. And now we get to the point where they say, well, what about you guys fighting for a third time? And John Jones says, if he wants to fight me, here are my terms. He has to come down to light heavyweight, which is, ooh, dis, burn. Because I don't know if you remember a certain... What? Towel incident in trying to come down to 205. Why would he go back? He just won the heavyweight double title. He beat the shit out of everybody at 205 except you and your drugged up ass. So I, that drives but, me insane. But he did say, he said, I don't want to go up to his level. That's his field. That's what he's done. Do I want to take everything away from him? No. I, want, I don't want to crush all of his accomplishments in this world. So I'm going to go ahead and let him have that one thing. But in actuality, I think John Jones is saying, like, why would I give him the advantage of being big boy when he clearly had to use a towel and cut and he's old? I think this so, is also like a John Jones concession that he really is um, 205 pounds. Like when he gets Probably. heavy, he's not that much, especially <laughs> I'm not trying. But then they even said they go, well, would you, jokes, but. what would you say about 205 like or, you know, a heavyweight later in life? And he's like, yeah, definitely later. So it's this weird uh, it's a weird standoff between these two. I feel Kev There's they're so going to try and throw a lot of money over at Daniel Cormier to finish at the 205 so that they can go light heavy so that they can promote this trilogy. That's just my initial the whole point and the reason he moved is because Kane Velasquez was teammate was the champ. No longer the champ. So no longer makes of that sense to move but i want to transition fights i want to move from a fight that was a blast but was kind of a foregone conclusion to one that shocked the world <laughs> well you were the one to call it so this is if we're talking about things that we were very proud of we can say that yes i called dana white being dramatic i called that the coin would help us find a way to do something to get over over under Kevin and that it might warn us of something. You, however, were very, very adamant about Amanda Nunes being too fast for Cyborg. And while I didn't disagree with that, I was afraid of the Cyborg. Hey, okay, you guys, I punch you in the face and now you die. Okay, guys, yeah. no, seriously, number one in my heart. Thank you, guys. <laughs> well, I would like to act smart here. That I, mm. I had some sort of advanced understanding, but <laughs> okay. I believe I got fucking lucky with my prediction after that first swing and a miss from Ooh, Cyborg. Yeah. Oh, man. So I left feeling stronger about N Nunez's chin than I did. Her speed is one thing and her ability to knock people out is another. But Holly Holm and the last I forget. I, I'll have to look at the record, but the last girl that fought Cyborg Cyborg didn't dominate them and you believe yeah. one thing if you listen to me in this podcast and it's that i will give up on you in your older age <laughs> that, sure. I, that i will do now for carlos Conant, as I pointed out he was 34 and i thought he looked amazing though we could god we need to talk about how big Chassay looked and we will in a second but noons at 145 looked just fine she didn't look small compared to cyborg so it did seem like it was the first time cyborg was actually fighting someone that could knock her out 
I believe Amanda Nunez is much better than Holly Holm, proven by what she did to Ronda Rousey, whom people just still there is a respectful element. I'm starting to agree with Ronda Rousey, which makes me nervous. People have forgotten how good she was and is, I'm sure, but they've forgotten how good she was. No one could touch her. No one. Then Nunez came in and knocked her out. That's what Nunez did last night, and I have enjoyed the memes. And Amanda Nunez might be one of the worst interviews. Top three. <laughs> she's whore. And she's Brazilian. She probably speaks Portuguese. But every interview kind of goes the same way. I do enjoy her cockiness, though, because it doesn't seem, you know, when you listen to, I mean, you listen to Jameis Winston and it feels like fake cockiness. Sure. It's like, I'm the best. I, I know I'm the best. Which she, they were like, did you see this coming? She's like, yes, absolutely. I predicted this. It's like, you fucking did. You always do. No one can touch her. And knocking her out as quickly as she did, that was amazing. But let's also not pretend like she came out and one-punched her like Connor did to Jose Aldo. Sure. Cyborg moved in under your premise of must destroy, no, must no, no, no. murder. Dude, hold on. Do it right. <laughs> if you're ever going to do the cyborg voice, you really got to do it right, which is when she comes into the octagon and she's about to punch you. I am almost certain she still tries with the, hey, okay, you guys, I'm going to punch you now. Okay. Oh, I got hit in the face. Oh, hey, guys, not our day. She um, did. She got knocked under her face and was like, well, what are you going to do? Move to tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> and here's, here's the nice part about it. Okay. There's a it's few crazy. things that I found out about at, uh, the uh, post presser. Number one, when they asked Dana White, hey, do you think that we need to see a rematch here? My initial thought was, what? And the Fox desk was, what do you guys think? A rematch? And I go, what? Dana White did not actually hold back on this one and goes, yeah, no, I don't think we need one. Thanks, though. And I said, good. I'm glad we're all on the same <laughs> That's page. rare. When Dana White's initial instincts are correct, that's right. rare. That's always beautiful. I like it when now, it happens, though. they asked Amanda Nunez, and they said, well, what do you think? And she just goes like... Everybody is so happy. Uh, you know, I just want to go out there and, oh, man, I just, you know, maybe take a break. And I was like, good for her. You go take a break. You enjoy yourself. You do your thing. Rap, she However, was distracted by the sound of money to being deposited into her bank account. That she's struggling to hear what the question was. Now, on the opposite side, when they got to Cyborg, it was, yeah, okay, you guys. Yeah, see that again? I, You know, if I get a rematch, that would be good. Okay. Thanks. Having said that, Cyborg was very, very, very good about taking the loss in stride. She's been at she the fight game a long time. She said it very nicely. She gave all props in the right way. I will say, though, even though she did say all the right things and she was saying, you know, she was the better woman, she went out there she imposed her game i never said i was invincible those were some of the highlights of what she said there was one weird part that i didn't really know how to fully respond to in terms of how to put a tweet out there about this so i just kind of let it be but she said hey guys you know i really wish i could have um gotten on the microphone and thank it cyborg nation and i go <laughs> wait why would they give you the microphone 
she, like people were asking like well who didn't let you on the microphone and she goes uh somebody and they go was it dana and she goes some you know somebody she wouldn't say who it was and i thought to myself does that normally happen do we normally go to the person who loses the fight and go do you have some words to say is this like some sort of weird part of a eulogy where you like at a wake you they, open it up to people remember they were doing it for a while especially more frequently until joe rogan was like i don't want to interview concussed fighters sure and i think he dug in the sand because he hasn't in a while because you're absolutely bringing up memories of you and i we'll have to go back to podcast <laughs> to podcast 200 where we're like what the fuck are they doing shoving a goddamn microphone in people's faces two seconds after they get knocked <laughs> unconscious and she would qualify as knocked unconscious. Uh, don't get me wrong. She definitely was back up and But for sure, smiling. they used to and, interview people, especially the champ, like the big names. Like they love nothing more than like upset DC after John Jones steroided up another victory. That's her favorite. But do you, do you recall a ton of times where specifically they went up to the runner up, if you would, and no. said, would you like to thank your fans? And the person yeah. goes, oh, thank you. I was so glad you asked. I had some prepared remarks. Never. It yeah. Rarely. It, like to so, the point where it's not a norm. And it hasn't been over the last yeah. 10 cards. So that was the only thing that kind of stuck out to me where I said, oh, good for her. She's taking it in stride. Oh, I don't know about that. I well, mean. I want to give a different shout out to her. Mm. Outside of, uh, you know. Well, I want to once again get on more i want to jockey for better position in the man in nunez bandwagon can i get on i feel like i've deserved a little bit of like shouldering to some to a better spot but with the the weigh-in you did you see weigh-ins you normally are watching those because you're um well you're a hard worker (laughs) this one in particular her eye makeup more people need to do this ref what where the hell has this been as a popular thing that people do. One, she no. looked awesome. Two, scared the shit out of me. I was yeah. expecting Cyborg to come in, and I cannot wait to see her acting career next. Vin Diesel, you know, is like, <laughs> there's the villain in my next eight movies. Don't overstate the fact that she is toyed with the idea of having a rematch with Ronda or a match with Ronda in the WWE. So... In the WWE? Yes. Hate that, but I did hear her... There does seem to be some stoking of the fire to try and get Ronda to come back to MMA, which would just, well, I want to be strongly in that camp. She definitely did seemingly troll Ronda, who famously, when she lost, ran out with a pillow in front of her face when she went to the car. And that was the way that Cyborg approached the desk for the press conference with the pillow in front of her face that seemed a little too conspicuous on the uh similarities between the two so uh, yeah i mean maybe who knows it's all a show at this point brock's in here he's not in here he's fighting dc john jones maybe he's gonna fight cyborg maybe he's on steroids maybe he's on steroids oh my god brock lesnar versus cyborg people would (laughs) people just saying and part of bailey sort of element to that I want to make it very clear to those of you who made the meme which was that amanda nunez made history for being the first man in the octagon that's my response to you. Yeah, I. She's a fucking badass, and it's unbelievable to see what she can do with uh, that knockout power. It is. Uh, 
Anyway, so let's go to that next fight, Kevin. Yeah. Here's where things get a little sad. This is also where the coin starts to fail us. The coin's going to fail us on Condit, Queen Latifi, and Chad Mendes, though you and I disagreed with the coin. I just wrote disagree next to that one. (laughs) So I might have disagreed, but I'm giving us both credit. Carlos Condit fought Michael Chisa. Chisa? Chisa. They say Chisa. Chisa. Whom yeah. apparently used to cut to 155 pounds. Yes, they only mentioned that 45 times. Oh, maybe that's where I heard it. Because they mm-hmm. didn't shut the f- up about it during the mm-hmm. entire... In round two, he pulled off a move on Carlos Condit that was quite impressive. In mm-hmm. round one, they had a beautiful exchange that was once again... It was a reminder of... This is why Carlos Condit's fun to fight. Every time he fights, this shit happens. He gets put on his back, taken down pretty easily, because, damn, Michael is, he's just an animal. His jiu-jitsu looks next level. So the one thing I appreciate about Carlos Condit, maybe more than anything, is this dude's going to go out there and give you all he's got. He has a history of some amazing fights. His best days might be behind him, but I'm glad he's there. Unlike BJ Penn, where I'm kind of like, no, thank you. I appreciate that. I'll have something else. It's almost a disadvantage. It's almost like this guy has watched all 30 and 13 of Carlos Condit's fights. And then like, I know exactly what he's going to do. Well, I mean, when they talked about the grappling exchanges, there was something really fascinating that was happening, which is Carlos Condit was feeling feisty. Because when he looked like he was going to lock up a second heel hook in the night, I about fainted. But then I thought, man, if this is my reaction, what is noted fanboy of our show and uh, novelization fan fiction lover Kevin Phillips thinking in this moment? And then I realized something happened where he was a little tepid, and I'm not sure he fully felt confident in that heel hook, but it was there. I don't care. And it's not saying he would have finished. <laughs> I don't care at all. But the minute he was keeping that position and he pinched that knee, yeah. he did something that most of us can't do when we're trying to finish a heel hook, which was, I'm going to just fucking elbow your face then. And I said, oh, my God, Kevin is creaming in his pants right now. There cannot be anything more that is happening. Kevin, can you affirm or deny? I can affirm. Firm with fervent celebration. I was on my feet screaming, he's got it. This guy's a murderer. He's trying to rip his leg off and he elbowed him in the face. I loved it. it. I have some complaints about his uh, keeping of the knee line. (laughs) I do have some professional critiques. I thought he could have done a little bit more to maybe bury his hips in and actually get position. But it's difficult when you're fighting someone like Michael Chase because of the experience. So Let's, I don't know if that's like something it's always like watching someone fight and then I'm, you know, rolling with uh I don't know you and I'm trying to like move to an outside setup. It's like nope. So there's <laughs> weird things that happen when you're actually in that octagon. But let's celebrate that fucking elbow to the face. Because it was really oh, like God. Michael Jason was like, oh, oh, God, I was, I'm fighting Carlos. I forgot. I forgot. I was fighting Carlos. Right. Got it. I thought I was rolling in the gym. So I was trying to attack. And then I got hit with one of those bony ass elbows. And, and now I'm back. Let's put this on noted. And Kevin, I want to uh, trademark this. Uh, Nate Harris has been trolling us so hard because John Jones is his friend. 
And so every John Jones article, and there's a few of these guys who have shown up on every John Jones things that we put up in a very busy week for him. Um, I'd like to trademark this uh, note for John Jones fans who uh, protect him at every inch of their life. And I would like it to be from this moment that we call them social John Jones warriors. Oh, I like it. All things are possible through John Jones. <laughs> Just so funny. Conveniently Christian. Anyway. Conveniently Christian. He's very Christian yes. when the lights are on. He has to say it out loud because otherwise it's hard to tell. You, it's very <laughs> difficult to, you to figure know. out. Carlos Condit is, and Rav, I want to say this to Nate Harris's face and the rest of America, but I noticed something about his jiu-jitsu, and I want you to tell I me if too. you agree or you disagree. Go for it. He's moved away from a little Coyotera and moved towards a little Tenth Planet. He does teach at the Dark Haven studio over with the Nate Harris. So I'm just saying. I didn't think I was making shit up. All of a sudden it was like, where's that heel hook coming from? Well, but think about that, though. You think that's where the heel hook's coming from. I see it as John, mm, Nate Harris is a heel hooker. If I've ever seen, I agree, but I'm from thinking the of myself he failed here. To protect that drug kingpin and Sicario one. I've that's here. What I'm thinking though, Kat, heel is hooker. you see it as that's where it's coming from. I see it as. Mm, so is that why he's not finishing? <laughs> I mean, so mm. go back to the Coyotera mm. Association, Carlos. We remember. Mm. We haven't forgotten in 2012 mm. at the Jiu-Jitsu Expo when you and you and Kayo did a little seminar together. It was a simpler time. It was a simpler time. Jesus. Oh, my God. We're going to age with this show as it goes on. I so, did. There is a moment where I was like, God, that was 2012. As I was really saying was. it. <laughs> I was like, oh. But they were signing off on uh, yesterday on Fox. And they go, it's been seven years since we've been on fucking Fox. And I go, it's been about that time since we've been on the show. Hmm. Oh, God. Where is the time gone? Visiting those Buzzsprout statistics. Well, I'll tell you where the time went Saturday, and that's to the light heavyweight bout between Queen Latier (laughs) Latifi (laughs) and Corey Anderson. You and I, it's rare that you and I see eye to eye on a fight's (laughs) interest level. It's rare that you and I will text at like minute 14 (laughs) of a fight and be like, this fight sucks. This fight is so weirdly boring and it maybe isn't their fault because i'm looking at the card around them and you know when you're the the fifth comic on a good lineup things happen you had the volkanowski fight versus chad mendez which we'll get to but Corey anderson and you're i don't want to spend a ton more time talking about it because of how much time they took for me saturday rather. sure but Corey anderson wins via decision I don't, I don't know what else to say I'm, let's be very honest. The most intriguing thing about that fight was the exchange that you and I had via social media. I'm pretty sure everybody goes, oh, that's that's pretty cool. And then when you start to talk about the actual analytics from the fight, people go, nah, I'm checking out. <laughs> Did you post when uh, I messaged you John Jones? He won. And I was like, somewhere a cocaine dealer just got their wings. 
percent. Okay, I perfect. told you I was going to post <laughs> cool, it, and that was not just me testing. No, the I was, I was like, sure if you were just like, "That's good." And then, like, well, no, we got we got great responses to that one on our oh, Instagram. Cool, cool, cool. So it's always funny because Kevin really doesn't like know what's happening on the Instagram. So sometimes I have to like give him a debriefing that goes, "Well, today we had a lot of um, really good responses to this meme." Uh, however, your your cocaine angel not only timely for the Christmas holiday season. But man, did people like that. So I think everybody was just like, yeah, somewhere a cocaine dealer in Los Angeles was like, <laughs> just made a lot of money. <laughs> There's, yep. Look, I know certain things. And I know John Jones has not given up the white pony. That's what I know. He's riding that lightning into three to seven more years of obscurity before. Let's, let's be very clear. When he retires from fighting for reals for reals. WWE. Where that uh, I don't know about encouraged. that, but I can tell you that he's got probably some cocaine he looks at and goes, not now. <laughs> he puts it in the freezer. But you, mm, you wait until I'm retired. I promise uh, you he doesn't. He doesn't mm, seem to have that bone anywhere fair. in his body. He seems to have a, do it now. I'm at a stoplight in Albuquerque next to a Taco John's. I better so, hit this bump. Excuse me. I think here's an interesting here's an interesting kind of perspective on that, which is <laughs> when we talk about the communication, and that's where we are experts at. When they talk about the communication, it's kind of weird that, but maybe expected that him and Dana White have the exact same response when they ask what's next for John Jones, and they go, "Well, you know, we got to figure out who he's going to fight next, and we got to." You know, really, the most important thing for John Jones is to stay in the gym and out of any kind of trouble. John Jones later in the night. Yeah, you know, really, the most important thing for me right now is to just stay in the gym and stay out of any kind of trouble. You know, so and you, I go, yeah, we all got the mm-hmm. Porta Novelli memo from your PR team that said this is what we say when we're asked about what's best for John Jones. Speaking of which, to be very clear, John Jones I don't Jones know that it was Porta Novelli, by the way. I, it could have been you. a different PR firm. could have been Booz Allen. I'm just saying. Whoever it was. In the interest of being fully, fully transparent here, Kevin, John Jones did apologize to the woman who he accosted at that press conference. Oh. And Nate sure Harris was very quick very as saying, oh, what a jerk this guy is. And I go, yeah, that doesn't take away what he did. It's not like I magically – like this is how we figure out you guys come to his aid at every single moment, you SJJWs. You literally sit there and go, oh, but he apologized in the end of her. Yay, happy story. And it's like, nah, dude, this guy just thought he we was – We sentence you to listen to Chances by Backstreet Boys on mm. repeat for the next 24 hours. Let's talk about the fight of the night because I actually did enjoy this. This fight. was the fight of the night. Performances of the night went out to I saw Nuñez yes. and Ryan Hall and then which is super funny to me that John Jones they were they were like the fucking travel agent of the night goes to John goddamn Bones Jones for making us all book it out here to LA. But it went Nuñez Ryan Hall Fight of the night goes to what you're about to talk about. Yeah. Um, I mean, let's say this. Uh, that whole Chad thing, you know, I I told you when we were watching or when we were doing the preview show, I said, I really can't go against 
this Volkanov kid. I was like, I feel like he's got momentum. I, I know Chad's going to be a tough match. And there were some moments where I go, man, Chad might have this. He's got both hooks and he's giving this. Uh, uh, all right. Well, it's not my favorite thing in the world, but man, he's taking it to him. So it did give us a great fight. And it was um, a good way to start the tone for the evening. I will say, Chad Mendez, this is a report. Take it for what you will. BJPen.com and Farah Hanun, whoever, I don't know who that is, but two on four sports is also saying that Chad Mendez allegedly is hanging up the gloves following the loss. He was told that the plan that night was to win, lose. He was going to retire. Oh, so I actually did see a report that he had retired. I thought it had, and maybe this is where it's like, yeah, we do as much work as we can before the podcast. I I wasn't sure. (laughs) I thought it had come. I thought it had come from him. Well, I don't think he's fully, fully said it. So we, we put it on there and I don't tend to put BJPen.com articles uh, for a number of reasons. I mean, it's Ouch conflict of interest. Former guest. He, he comes <laughs> on the show. You know, I think it's just it's not fully transparent to you guys. So I I felt like, I don't know, that was one of the articles where I saw the tweets that they were quoting it. And I said, well, at least they have a source this time. So that's good. That is good. That's a progress. Don't be. I was just going to say. This is better than normal. But I can tell you this much, Kev. The rest of the evening, the Casagano, feel very bad for her. That was terrible to see. Um, oh, I, I have an update. I have an update. Yes. She's feeling better. She, oh. But more, <laughs> hold on. More oh, importantly God. than that, she can see out of her <laughs> eye. So two things about this that stuck me out of this story. One, I'm really glad she's okay. Denver, Colorado's own. Cat Sangano, yep. by the way, but wants the UFC to revisit its policy on digital penetration. Nope. I already told you how I feel about the phrase digital <laughs> penetration, but I do think she, I think she has a point here, which is the basic premise of hey, if I had gotten stabbed in the eye, which John Jones, uh, big fan of that 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 process. Mm. All glory be to God. She feels like she should have gotten similar treatment. And the picture is, you can see like the corner of her eye is very red and the slice on her eyelid. She shut her eye at the exact right. It's a dangerous game they're playing. She's okay, though. Yeah. She can see. It's terrifying. That. What scares you more? Would you rather get BJ penned out of a ACL or that? Is not either of those an option? Because I don't, I don't want it. I just, I saw that eye slice thing, and I have a thing where I don't like putting things in my eyes to begin with. That's why I don't wear contacts. So I'm not okay with any part of that. I think maybe I would go for the blown out knee. Ugh, that's terrible. Think. Yeah. Well, I also want to talk. Walt Harris won via decision over Andre Arlovsky. Didn't whose nose. Yeah, but that fight had some weird scores. Someone scored at 30-27 Arlovsky, yes. and it was like no one won this fight 30-27. Neither fighter won this fight 30-27. But uh, also Peter Yan. Peter Pan. It's, uh, vicious. 
round yeah. two knockout. Fun night of fun night of fights. We already talked he, about the BJ fight, which is the first one. This week. We did. We skipped that. We're good. Ryan Hall's already like we're going to be talking about that fucking finish for the next two years, so we're fine on him. <laughs> I just want to bring up on some of these though on the prelim card because I watched those. Uriah Hall came back from being under pressure for two rounds to the point where Joe Rogan was saying, yeah, it's not looking good. I mean, he doesn't look. Oh, and he's oh, fuck. He just knocked him the fuck out. That's Uriah Hall. Yep. So he has no he confidence, in. <laughs> but he will fight you and, and it, look out for those spinning back kicks. It was interesting to see that. So, um, you know, there was that. Did I also want to give a spinning back kick. It was kind of like a weird. Oh, punch. here we go. So yes, is yeah. Okay, cool. No, I like it whenever it's terrifying. Yeah, it's pretty rough. Um, then just to bring up, uh, Nathaniel Wood got a rear naked choke, which was really solid. And Montel Jackson, after coming in a little on the heavier side, uh, did get a Darce, which was set up uh, very beautifully as well. Uh, I also really like on the Wikipedia page here though that it does say John Jones five thousand. Everybody got 5,000 except for Amanda Newton's for the co-main and the main. But for John Jones, it says, no win bonus. And I thought to myself, <laughs> that should be bolded and underlined because I could not in my brain see Dana White going, yeah, you know who deserves a fucking raise? You do, you fucking piece of shit. It's like I had to give up my suite at the Bellagio. The suite. <laughs> well... Between Dana White saying, I mean, listen, Vegas to LA, it's practically the same place. It's no big deal. We had 3,000 people who fucking came from Vegas to Los Angeles. And John Jones going, yeah, I went to go get back to the fans. I went out and I just went to thank them. And it was such a transcendent appearance. When the day before he said he was going to give back to them and do something to give back to the fans. And every one of our listeners or viewers on our page responded with, wait, he's given us the cocaine? or just the good drugs that he takes. We'll take either. And I said, you degenerates. Of course you would. That's my crowd. I love you guys. I had a similar (laughs) feeling. He was like, I'm going to pay you back. I was like, I get the number of Johnny Montana. What's what's his name? Is it Johnny Utah? It's Johnny (laughs) Miami. It's Johnny something. Give me his name, John. Johnny Miami is definitely a, uh, a Parks and Recs. Uh, name for Chris Pratt as an alias for sure. So uh, let's say this, Kev. All things considered, it could have ended worse as an event, but somehow it did magically work out. And I will make this argument. I think that Amanda Nunes should always fight in the co-main event slot because she has never let us down there. So I'm good with keeping her there forever. I don't, I don't even care. And if you guys really want to see a good breakdown of the timeline, uh, go read The Science of Bones, an in-depth look at John Jones's drug test findings and why he'll be able to fight at UFC 232 that was written by Rar- uh, Mark Raimondi, who – he interviewed a lot of people for this. And as somebody who has worked as a journalist – I read the amount of sources and people he talked to to try and make some sense of this fucking fiasco. And he did a pretty good job on the timeline because about Wednesday of last week, all I thought was, can someone give me a chart of John Jones's timeline? 
Like, I have a timeline for every goddamn Marvel movie there is, but I don't have a chart of John Jones. And while this was not a chart, it was about as close to explaining uh, all of the contextual information about John Jones. I thought Mark did a fantastic job. And, um, I mean, at the very least, if you're not going to read it because you're tired of us talking about it or other people talking about it or reading about it and you just want to get back to the fights, at the very least, holy fuck, share it. Because it was good. I strongly approve, and I actually will look into that. Do you drop me the title one more time? Sure, it is called the Stoned and Listening: (laughs) The Science of Bones, an in-depth look at John Jones's drug test findings, comma why he'll be able to fight at UFC 232. Awesome, because I'm actually with you, and I think a lot of us were like. You and I joked this required a serial podcast. That was a joke. We'd never, there wasn't a moment where you and I were like, no, this really needs to happen. But I'm starting to think we need to spit off a podcast yeah. called John Jones, an in-depth look and well, just detail it out. It's like, here's a 10 part podcast, but what the fuck John Jones been up to for the last Keep in mind, years? I did as best as I could in two minutes to summarize an abhorrent amount. It. Yeah, you lost me a minute three, but I was that's still fair. in. From why well, that's what I short circuited and was like, "Where the fuck is this guy been? Ah, how do we still have videos?" Was. And did you see the hype video of him shooting a gas bomb? No, I didn't see that one. No. Oh, I was so triggered, and I want to uh. say that with full because he <laughs> shot a forty-five millimeter at a fucking gas bomb and blew it up. That was his. Hey, he's been training and rehabbing his image. It's just one of those, it's like, they didn't show a single moment of him being a family man. It's like, this is the most honest trailer I've ever seen. It's just him being a psychopath in the gym. But they also didn't show him once trying to do cocaine off uh, any of the cocktail waitresses at the Albuquerque nightclubs. Boring. He didn't show us, they didn't show us either side of that, of his lifestyle. They just showed us his most violent tendencies, and one of them is shooting a small caliber handgun at uh, what were effectively small bombs. Oh, uh, good for him. Yeah. It's a man. Um, it's a man. <laughs> uh, all things through USADA and Dana White. I want to make sure, though, that we didn't bypass this and I didn't throw this at you. Um, but did you know that GSP was taking the holidays to consider whether he was going to fight again? I did not know that. Yes. Has he let us know? Or how many? Uh, well, hold well, on. Boxing hold day on. is on the 26th. Yeah. I mean, I I have him on hold. He says he's only got two minutes. Cool. Well, I'm, fuck, fuck yourself, Raph. I'm going to try right, well, to me. you out and go to... Uh, Put mute on Raph, and I want to thank him because I know it's the junior hockey national tournament going on right now, and that's something Canada takes very seriously. So to take a break from that and have a conversation with us, massively helpful. But he's taking Boxing Day through, I don't know where we are in the Canadian version of these holidays, to tell us if he's going to fight again. Ladies and gentlemen of the Verbal Tap community, multi-time champion of multi-weights, George's St. Pierre, host of the Boneyard. How you doing, champ? 
ออเลออเลอ่าดูอ่าดูอ่าดูอ่าดูอ่าดูอ่าดูอ่าดูอ่าดูอ่าดูอ่าดูอ่าดูอ่าดูอ่าดูอ่าดูอ่าดูอ่
if you heard, was that was uh, a very good signal as to where I'm going. Yes, no? kind of thought I was, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, Okay, well, you versus Bones, I guess, would be fun. We'll have to agree upon a weight, because you've mm. fought 205. I would, I would like if we agree upon the amount of steroids. Oh, hey. boom. <laughs> <laughs> Bird. Take a that. Well, Verbal Tap fans, none other than multi-time champion, 185-pound champion, 100... Hashtag Picograms. Picograms. 170 pounds. Or as John Joan calls them, Pictograms. Oh, (laughs) zig again. GSB. Verbal Tap fans. George's St. Pierre. Ole, 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 ole. GSP (laughs) is mostly clean. (laughs) GSP is, uh, of course, joking. He's very clean. That's uh, brought to you by the Canadian State Health Department. Oh, that's nice. A little ad read. I wasn't expecting. Bringing Raf back on to uh, round third on this UFC 232 podcast. What a night. Mm. This was a fantastic amount of fights. They really did do some some exquisite matchmaking on this one. I want to give my, personally, I just felt like the best fight of the night in terms of the hype and the amount of I don't know what's going to happen was between Nunez and Cyborg. Mm. And props to them for making it happen. I I ultimately thought it was the best fight of the night from a stylistic standpoint, but I also understand the history between um, John Jones and beating up the Swedish community. Raph, it's time for some shout-outs how were your holidays? How is your shout out list? You go ahead. Do you want to start? Where do I begin? Um, the holidays were good. You know, Kev, there's this weird thing that happened where I took some days off. And I don't know what happened, but I came back healthier, I think. And I'm really weirded out by it. Ooh. Because I I messaged you at one point and I was just like I'm dying send help. Well, and you go. You said I'm dying send help, which is code for you were like I might have to try yoga. I'm really. It was like I do not feel good. It's like oh god, I was nervous. I was a little worried about you. I appreciate that. I just <laughs> my body was after a day of training, and granted, I, I pushed myself, but not any harder or crazier than normal. And uh, I had one of those things where in the middle of training, my hip was just killing and the the pain was shooting all down the leg. And I just thought, like, I can give up a takedown and still be okay, right? (laughs) So as I was doing it, I finished the rounds and then I get home. I was just trying to put on pants or something, you know, like jeans. And then as I went, went to lift the leg, I go, oh, my God, why does everything hurt? And then I took a day of rest, and my wife was funny. She just goes, so are you going to train tonight? And I was like, I think so. And she goes, yeah, I don't think that's a good idea. And I go, I'm fine. (laughs) Then I didn't train. And even today, it was like, don't get me wrong. I felt better training today, but I still – my body was still like, you know, you could take another day off. You're okay. So other than that, no, it was great to see the family. I love seeing them. Um, It's very funny to hear – when family members or friends are listening to the show or the podcast. So we get lots of very nice notes about the work that we do, which is very strange to me still because 
I don't go to Thanksgiving or Christmas or, you know, major family events just to hear people go on about our podcast. But when I do, I go, please say more. What else do you like? What's your favorite segment? I'm going to hit some turkey and stuffing. You tell me. <laughs> so that was, that was my, uh, my holiday. How about yours, sir? It was lovely. Was that with the fam in uh, you know semi-rural Kansas? Just frying turkeys, hanging out with kids. Was able to do a full front flip on the the trampoline ref. No on my feet. Yeah. way. Shocking. My two nieces and nephew. Just in general. And I felt like there was a little bit of fat shaming going on from them. I was like, wait, why is this crazy? They're like, oh, well, you can't. <laughs> I don't. I don't think serious. it's their fat shaming you. I think they're <laughs> I think just remembering a... that a while back you were going through some health issues. It's important to note they were never exposed to that, so they would have no basis of me being like seeing my hand glued onto my hand. Then it is entirely like... possible they're like, "Wow, fatty <laughs> got hops." They're... <laughs> they're just super confused. It was like, <laughs> "I could do this." I missed one. I was like, "I can do this." So fantastic time out in uh, Kansas with the old fam Marino. I will be, it looks like, calling the next Blue Corner Absolute MMA grappling tournament out there in Kansas City. Hey! Raph, yeah. Tell, tell the credit, get ready. But I want to talk to you about what I did. So I've been doing some fitness with my mother when I go back to Kansas, specifically mm. Pilates. Have you done Pilates okay. before? Have you ever done Pilates Not before? really, no. I can't say that I have. Cool. There's a super complicated <laughs> machine involved. I know. There's an extra five <laughs> complicated machine involved. I would call it machine jujitsu with slow stretching. Either way, Anna, life, it it was fantastic. It was great. Anne, Anna, damn it. I think it's Anne. Anne, she's not listening to this podcast. But that class at Prairie Life Fitness effing rocked. And she crushes it. I've got this is my second class there now, ref. I'm in on Pilates. Not wildly, because you have to like find a machine and go for a second thing. And I'm I'm still a little bit more in the yoga camp because of the self sustained weight nature of it. But I just look forward to those treats. Very good on the joints. Very good on the joints. Love to see the podcast kicking up dust as we round third on the new year. So a shout out to uh, listeners. Mm-hmm. Raph, as you and I just uh, keep gaining some steam, keep getting a little bit here and there, please keep us posted. How do you feel about the fact that we've split up our MMA and our jujitsu coverage? Do you well, like it? I'll tell you how you can tell me if you enjoy it. Mm. You can leave a five-star rating. Yay. With a comment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, leave, you could leave a four-star rating with a comment. That's less helpful to me. I would. I'm so not I interested prefer, in your four star ratings. No, well, if I'm, being I'm just so saying. Honest. I would prefer a five star rating if you're like, well, you know, two guys and a brain. That podcast should get more credit. Or and I stole because Kevin Clark from yeah. Raph. I was listening to a lot of podcasts driving nine hours through Kansas, where it was so windy, forty mile an hour gusts on the way back. It's beautiful. But talking about how the fact that maybe. Maybe the UFC does need some oversight committee. <laughs> and I think there's a lot here, but the point is, give us five stars. Let us know how you're feeling about it. Find us on Facebook. Tune into the grappling hour. See what Raph is doing online. See the actual people that you idolize talking to Raph. It's, I mean, Raph's fine. 
and they're great. So it's fine to great all the time. I goddamn booked Rafael Lovato Jr., you asshole. Wah-ha! You know how hard he is to get? He's hard to get. Especially He's hard now. To get. And Kev, if He's I'm being so honest. He's an MMA superstar. If I'm being so honest, he knew. He knew. He knows. He was going to be on Joe Rogan when I messaged him. He just couldn't say anything about it. And I, I thought to myself, <gasps> what? <laughs> so You don't I normally breathe him. that much, but I do enjoy no. the like the antics of this. You're, you're beefing it up for the storytelling. That's a performer. He knows what people want to hear. I like I this. Just, I'll say this much. It's not very often that you bump or you get bumped by a guest who just goes, I'm so sorry I'm on Joe Rogan this week. And you go, mm. and my favorite was – he tells a story about <laughs> feeling weird because he, he was really hypercritical of his own appearance. He goes, you know, I felt like I did a good job, but I watched it and I was like, man, I could have answered this better or this. And I go, are you really critiquing your performance on a show? And he goes, yeah, yeah. You know, I always the do arts. that. And I go, yeah. And I go, I understand that. That's what I do. You shouldn't do that. That's not your field. That's not your thing. And as he's saying that, he just goes, yeah, I mean, I had never done anything you know, I've never really done anything live like that before. As we're on a live show, he's telling me like, yeah, I don't really do anything like that. And I'm like, but you're live now. See, I was looking for a whole different angle. I was looking for What's him that? to be like, you know, thanks to you guys, I was prepared for a uh, stoned podcast host. So it was a breeze. Well, when he did, did say, he he's that? like, he goes, you know, I've done... I've done some podcasts and blah, 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 like that before. Ouch. And I'm like, you, mm-hmm. Uh, he did seem, though, pretty tickled when I told him because he said his favorite moment of the year was Buchecha and Lowe. And I told him, I go, yeah, Kevin and I had to talk about that. And we both agreed we couldn't do that for the other. We couldn't just say, like, yeah, you win absolute. I know you're injured. I mean, I could just take it. It's not happening. He wouldn't be able to either. He's hyper competitive. I honestly was, I was about to go there. It'd be like, my body stood up more than yours. (laughs) And you just look across the aisle. Like, (laughs) I mean, guys, uh, and I like it because he's wired. He's wired that way in a good way. If, of course, but he's not wired all that dissimilarly from John Jones. Now, That oh, hold on. said, hold on, <laughs> hold on. I, I do want to make a massive caveat. Please clarify. All I, do, of this. I do want to make a massive caveat. <laughs> he's never coming back he's, on the show. He's the healthy version of that. No, he's the no, version of that no, that's no, like no, no. running a successful academy, super motivated, works hard, wants to grapple, wants to fight. Hey, John Jones is the super dangerous side of that which is i believe i might be a semi-god well, i can okay. do whatever i want i'm gonna have my ufc video where i'm firing guns and not apologizing to people that i rear-ended with my car which would yeah, have been kev, a cool bit kev let's let's be very honest about but when he was saying those nature. things he did for one point go kind of hilarious when he just said i mean Rafit sucked to hear my my whole like fight got rerouted and that things got moved and, you know, Masousi is not going to fight me, but at least it wasn't seven days out. Am I right? And I was like, Ooh, (laughs) (laughs) that is actually, (laughs) I'm glad he took a few shots. Then 
Hey, man, you know what? I was like, I can't hate on you, bro. You play on your way you need to play, bro. Hey, he's an MMA star now. He gets to say what he wants. That's the he, beauty of it. He, he could definitely do what he wants. I don't know that I can get away with that joke, but I was <laughs> and, like, damn, son. And once again, I can't clarify how much, if you're going to choose I, a path <laughs> of, of MMA star and hyper-competitive. But that's what I was going. I was like, they're hyper-competitive, hyper-aware, watching his performance, reviewing his performance on a podcast. Imagine what he does during a grappling match. There's a lot of scrutiny and perfectionism involved, and it can it can manifest in a lot mm-hmm. of different ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good for you. I'm glad you cleaned that up. You, you have to deal with them, not me. Thank you. And the five, the <laughs> there's like going to be two four star results. Are like that Lovato rant. That guy. That's it. I refuse. Raph, that'll do it for me. Shoutouts wise. So yep. that'll do it for us this week on Verbal Tab. I'm Kevin. Thank you for listening. Hey, jerks. Uh, Proven Nutrition and North South Jiu-Jitsu. We love you guys. Okay, bye. The number you have dialed has been changed. The new number is... Please note, the new number is...